0: our new company is literally called the conscious cannabis project oh nice (laughs) excited about that and then number two yeah conflict management Mm. i think is like one of the big issues today not me and my wife get along really well so like i'm not really talking about that but that's the same thing but like Mm -hmm. within your business it's like so much going on
1: to another episode of Doing the Most, The Misadventures of Entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Georgie, and today I have a very special guest for you all, Greg Pilla, who I have known for almost 10 years now. (laughs) we met in my very, very early days, um, exploring the New York City tech and startup ecosystem and entrepreneurship. We met through um, this meetup that I created called the Choose Yourself Meetup. And Greg has been uh, an amazing-
0: I, honestly.
1: <laughs> uh, we go way back, has been an amazing friend and colleague ever since. But I would love for you, Greg, to tell us a little bit about who you are, um, a little bit about your business, and then we'll dive in.
0: Cool. Happy to. I'm very happy to be here and hang with you it is good to like do this with old old friends <laughs> um you know we've been through it absolutely so, okay yeah I guess um the story is you know maybe I'll do current and then maybe a little background besides that but uh you know I graduated college I did like one year in corporate and you know, like, I think probably everyone you have on that wasn't for me. And so, you know, I've done a a variety of businesses. You know, I had a direct sales or network marketing business for like seven years that when I think when we we met, which was awesome. Um, I was with a company called ACM. I was just, I I did well there. And then I did a bunch of like real estate stuff here Mm -hmm. and there, kind of property management, like investing, some consulting. And then You know, five or six years ago, me and my girlfriend at the time, that wife, kind of got into cannabis and um, we moved to the, we didn't move, but we were kind of splitting time between New York and the West Coast, Mm -hmm. invested in some farms. I was watering, you know, I had (laughs) suspenders, Um, you know, I was trying to like do the real thing out there and that ended up not going that well. I think we come back to that maybe later with your <laughs> next couple of questions. Um, but we did like gather the right people out there separately. And then we kind of wanted to be back in New York. And so we started like a CBD company because you can sell CBD nationwide. Nice. And that's been great. Like it's, we've been growing that like slow grow kind of for five years, like no investors, like all like hustle, um, and that company is called Tribe Tokes. And uh, we make like really, really healthy CBD products, like really high end, kind of high quality, like vapes and gummies and all sorts of skincare and like beauty products. Uh, Everything's like all natural plant-based. And so that's been going great. And then that company's like doing well, Um, you know, I could get into more of that, but basically we're also starting a new business um, a lot of people probably have heard like new york has legalized cannabis and but we're it's waiting on like regulations to finalize so yeah. we're applying. so we're gonna apply for um, a manufacturing license to make thc products right in brooklyn nice uh, and that's like a huge undertaking uh, <laughs> and it's like still like over a year out until you could kind of get that type of business up and running but we're doing oh. like almost like full-time work now prepping for it so that's been crazy but fun and so I'm excited about that and that kind of brings me most up to speed and yeah I think when we met like I was doing direct sales I was like networking with everybody and mm-hmm. you know, I don't do as much as, of that anymore but like those relationships have been amazing like over the years I called the guy today I met I haven't talked to you in probably five years to help me with like some real estate stuff for the new business.
1: Nice. Yeah. So, you know, I love that you highlight how important networking is and, you know, COVID definitely has made that a, a little bit harder for folks. Um, you know, my networking takes place now and like doing these interviews, you know, catching up with folk, old um, friends and colleagues and talking to new people as well as like some certain websites and going to events. But that, what New York city ecosystem was like back in like 2013 to I'll say 2013 to 2016, it was hot. Like it was, you're meeting people. There's an event every night, you know, we work, that was when like we work was doing like their thing and there was like all the beer and
0: I mean, I we worked like, it was cool back then, you
1: know? Yeah, it was cool. And it was just, Th- that was the thing that you did. You met people, you connected, you know, everyone was like super connected. Like that's my, you know, and, and it didn't feel as transactional. You know, nowadays it feels a little bit more transactional. Things have changed. Everyone has evolved. And um, also there has been more how can I say this resources pumped into the ecosystem so before it was like a lot more scrappy so we had to figure it out um you know I remember some of the choose yourself events that I did back in the day they were at some of the most random places and just in some interesting areas and just literally hacking it together like what can we put together and now you know there's so many different resources event spaces um co-working spaces have more event things but I don't want to get too sidetracked so I want to talk about you know you're you're you're, you you mentioned you know you're in the cannabis industry. Um, what has that been like? You know, uh, there have been a lot of changes in that industry over the last, you know, even the last three, four years, and now there's more changes coming. Like you said, you 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 all are going to open up um, the 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 business in Brooklyn in in about a year or a year and a half when everything is like le- uh, fully um, legal and they process all the documents and the government does their things. But what has that journey been like being in the cannabis industry?
0: Yeah, you know, it may, it's really crazy, right? Like, I think it's very relevant for, like, your topic in this podcast because general entrepreneurship is, like, as we all know, entrepreneurial roller coasters are like, crazy ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And cannabis is, like, 10 times that, worse than that, ups and downs, because it's just, like, so crazy with regulation and illegal legal and all this nutty and stuff. And so... Um, Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you a little bit, a couple of stories, I guess. Yes,
1: let's do it.
0: (laughs) Like, like I'll tell you the war story because I know that's like what you want to hear. But once you go through these crazy ups and downs, like I think probably as people see, like with this podcast and elsewhere, a lot of people do the same type of stuff. Like they they experience very similar types of highs and lows. Mm So, you know, I did like pretty well with the real estate, my real estate in Hoboken. I owned, you know. I refinanced my property. This is like the real nuts and bolts. I had like some extra cash, you know, I had like, like an extra, like a couple hundred thousand, like 200,000, whatever. Um, So I was like doing good. You know, I was doing pretty good. Like in my early days, in the twenties, like with my old business and stuff, but not, I wasn't thinking of a lot of money that kind of like was the result of my real estate value going up. Mm -hmm. And then, so I had a little bit of money and so I wanted to get into cannabis. I was figuring out what to do. And then um, I ended up kind of partnering with a few people, but one was a friend of mine. I knew since I was five years old, you know, he's in California. He's got this huge mansion. We're like, you know, <laughs> athlete style. like it was like probably a $6 million place or something. And at <laughs> all farms, you know, and I was like basically going, I, you know, invested some money like in that business and i was also going to like clean up the business and do my thing because it was like mostly illegal you're we trying to get like like in california it's very like everything's kind of gray, and gray. <laughs> yeah yeah so but you could do your best to like get licenses and to get uh-huh. to use your lawyers and do all the stuff so i was working hard on that um and you know we had like a, we had real farms like there was like three four farms like pretty big farms uh, like investors like stuff happening and um my remember my friend i've known literally my whole life yeah ends up stealing all my money oh my dad invested stole two hundred thousand from my dad uh like two other people like successful business people he was, like, a super con artist, grew up, like, in his older age, um, like, very smart con artist, you know, because Ooh. it's one thing to get, like, scammed, like, or whatever, but, like, we had a real business, like, there was real farms, you know, Yeah. So that was, like, the tough part, but he was just, like, stealing the money because it, you know, being just very manipulative, so that was, like, you know, crazy, and that obviously set me back, um, and, you know, then what's also crazy, which a lot of entrepreneurs they not They probably don't talk about, but a lot of people get into lawsuits, you know, mm-hmm. throughout their career. And if you do like a crazy crime and like, you know, you know, violent crime or something, that's one thing. Financial crimes, it's very hard to catch these guys. And like, like Ponzi for example- scheme.
1: Look at look at them. You know what I mean? Like that was. Yeah,
0: we only hear about the big ones, right? And yeah, like, every day. Is basically doing a Ponzi scheme, and. Like, for example, me and my dad got a judgment on him in Massachusetts because we, we had also a property there with like, was about to get licensed and stuff. And he like stole all that money. And then the judge was like, this dude is a criminal. And not only should you get your 200 grand, we're going to triple it. You guys should make 600 grand off this guy. Guess what? We never saw a dollar, right? They couldn't find him, this and that, you know, property went to foreclosure, you know, and the, the government took it kind of thing. And so, and then like, it's years later and he owes probably hundred people money at this point. Mm-hmm. He's not in jail. He's doing his thing, you know, probably scamming the next guy. So that's like a dark, like depressing story. But the good news, you know, is that it actually like worked out really well for me because through that like bad experience, I met um, our current business partners that basically like make all our products they're like genius scientists you know kind of and we're like the vape like masters and you know we're Mm -hmm. like so good at making cannabis products and we're all like partnered in Mm -hmm. my current business and my new business coming up so it all like worked out in the end just because of like one thing led to another and you know but that was like crazy right um and then you know the other like so that's done with that story (laughs) then from like a business standpoint um you know we kind of like had a hard time for a a long let's call it two years three years Mm -hmm. because we didn't take on any investors you know a lot of these you know what what I see and what like I'm sure you see and a lot of people see is like there's a group of like entrepreneurs you know bigger money like more like you know, um, Silicon Valley style. but Like tech stuff. Yeah. Yeah, They basically raise a lot of money. They dump like a ton of money into like advertising, Facebook ads. And then some of these companies work. Others, a lot of them don't work. Mm -hmm. Like what's weird about the the ecosystem is like a lot of them are like almost encouraged to lose money. Mm. They just like the VCs and everybody, they want to like, you know, They'll make like fifty million dollars, but they'll lose like seventy million, and they're like happy about it because they just like raise more money, and like maybe someday they sell for a billion dollars or something.
1: Yeah, and the valuation keeps going up. Like that company, um, what was it called? I think not Orbit. Um, it was like uh, it was like the little Quibi. It was like Quick Bites or like the the Quibi TV show. I think they had like a billion dollar valuation, and it's just like who needed this right when did we ask for 15 minute tv shows and then they grew super fast got a bunch of people that were doing like podcasts and actual tv shows like i think kevin hart was on it a couple like yep. high name podcasts um what is her name chrissy tegan a bunch of folks and then they're yeah. like actually we ran out of money we, we're gonna yeah. be out of business i'm like didn't you guys just raise a billion dollars yeah, like, how do you run out of money
0: how do you run out of a billion dollars? But, like, that's <laughs> happening, like, all over. So yeah. we took, like, the other route, which is, like, no money raised. like um, Just straight
1: bootstrapping.
0: <laughs> and, yeah, just bootstrap. And, like, it was it – was, I'm on a podcast, by the way. It was um, – you know, it's hard for a few years because when you don't, you know, lose money and when you don't, like, when you're very careful with your growth, you have to, like, work really hard at SEO mm-hmm. and Google rankings up and do real sales and do wholesale and do all these, you know, different types of marketing that are great, but they kind of like are slow build, you know, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: we are doing well now, you know, but it took years of like that hard work where, and even now, like I'm doing well, like I'm doing pretty good financially, but I haven't paid myself a salary in probably two years.
1: Wow. You
0: know? Like we're, we're business has money in it, but like I personally, you know, it's crazy. Right. Yeah. So, um, but you know, we're very happy and we're doing well. And, you know, a lot of it is thanks to my wife who's the CEO, who's very, very talented at different types of marketing and all sorts of things, running the business. So I don't know if that answers your question, but I'll take a break. (laughs)
1: yeah and I, I want to call out some of the points that you mentioned of like that first let's start with like the lawsuits right um a few people that have been on the show have mentioned that the the potential things that go wrong when it comes to the law and how um you know the legal system isn't really as black and white as we used, I thought it was growing up right you know and, and we've seen this in various cases even just the case around cannabis legalization there's so many different Um, activities from everything from like um, prison reform to um, the decriminalization of like what does that look like for job opportunities right you know a year ago someone that was selling cannabis is you know two years ago is a drug dealer now it's just a store owner right like there are so many different um levels to that so that first part of like the legalities and like as things change and then people scamming you so that's the, the first thing and then the second round let's talk about the scamming you know fry fest you know the work some of the stuff that we worked at in the beginning we were seeing these documentaries oh not fry fire fest <laughs> seeing yeah. so many documentaries come out now and it's just like whoa or like um what is it called the uh, elizabeth holmes and uh drop one drop right um that all these things and people are just selling you these dreams and it's just like Where's the action? Where's the work? Where are really... Where's really the sweat and tears? Like, where are these experiences? And so, you know, I'm happy we get to share them here on this show, because...
0: Crazy. And, like, you know, (laughs) I actually kind of like legal work, like, dealing with the lawyers and stuff, which my wife hates it, you know. But it's important, like, you have to protect yourself.
1: Absolutely. The
0: scamming, like, industry is so big. Like, you Mm -hmm. hear firefests and stuff, right? But almost every business deals with this like like two weeks ago um a lot of people that have websites and e-commerce they have there's all sorts of scams constantly right so they do things like card spinning where they'll like charge a card like five thousand times and like try to like get money out of your business (sighs) and you have to have all these like protections on your website and that or there's like you know thousands of people like in a foreign country calling and doing like borders and you know all this stuff it's like (laughs) not just like the Ponzi scheme guys, like, I, you know, there's all stuff, so you got to protect yourself and you know, whatever, but it's part of like the deal these days.
1: Yeah. And you have to just really be, be mindful of what, whatever you're doing, whether it's a simple service contract of, Hey, I'm going to do these services for you. You're going to do these services from, you know, you're going to get this money in return and bigger stuff like, Hey, you're going to invest 200,000 in my company and I'm going to give you X, Y, Z in the other side. But if I disappear on you, guess what? no xyz necessary and that you know we have to just really be mindful of of these things and you know i really love um the fact that you know you and your wife uh, like i said she started out as a girlfriend and you guys um, got married and congrats on that um you know are building this business so i want to talk about that you know what are some of the adventures and misadventures and like experiences behind um you know being in a company um with a family member right essentially a partner
0: Yeah. I think like majority of people like either avoid it or um, think it's like crazy. Not everybody, you know, there's, I know a lot of people that work together, but we, I think the opposite, like it works so well because I mean, if you, if you have two different careers, like you have to manage different schedules and different this and that, you know, like, I think it's great. Number one, number two is like when you have your own company, there's like so many different jobs within the company. And so you're usually doing different things. So it's not like you're like on top of each other. Like Mm -hmm. I was the wholesale business and like, you know, some of the operations and she does like all the marketing and all the e-commerce and the inventory management and the finance, she does a lot of stuff. Um, And, you know, we have like a couple employees and we have all these agencies and you know, whatever. So, I think it's one really awesome and um you know it gives you a lot to talk about <laughs> <laughs> and that what else are you going to talk about you know so that's really cool and then you're interested in the same things and you're learning the same things and we're like learning about how to do better marketing plays seo plays mm-hmm. better pr better affiliate marketing better social media marketing better <laughs> sales better you know hiring sales people um all these like things that a lot of businesses deal with, but each one is like such a cool area that if you're like with your wife and you don't want to just like watch Netflix at night, which I watch a lot of TV to be fair, <laughs> we could be like, yo, what do you think about you know, like yesterday we were in the jacuzzi, like we have a nice jacuzzi in our building, but we're like, you know, what do we think is like the next move for like trying to find the perfect real estate spot in Brooklyn for our yeah. next business? because we have to think about flood zones and we got to think about all these things and we're like brainstorming you know it's fun
1: yeah and and you know i previously worked with um uh one of my previous partners and it was it's interesting because you have to build the best synergy right you have it, it takes a lot of energy and it also takes like um set like you said you, you each have different roles so definitely clarifying those roles because it can become a thing where it's like you know who's in charge, stepping over toes. And I'm seeing a lot of like power couples, right? Like that's what a lot of people are calling them these power couples that are running these amazing companies or, you know, family businesses. And it can become very um, high quality, high impact, but you just have to be conscious that, okay, we need to truly be a team and we have to have good communication, both in our personal life and our business life. So if something is not working, We got to talk about it. We got to bring it up. We got to tackle it. If something's working well, we got to talk about it, figure out how we can do more of that and just really build up that. I wouldn't, I don't, I I don't like to use the word balance because balance almost kind of says it's like equal or something like that, but it's more of a synergy. It's working together. It's yin yang and it's, it's flowing, um, in in, in a nice pattern.
0: Important things like one conscious because like our new company is literally called the conscious cannabis project.
1: Oh, nice.
0: excited about that and then number two yeah conflict management Mm -hmm. I think it's like one of the big issues today not me and my wife get along really well so like I'm not really talking about that but that's the same thing but Mm -hmm. like within your business it's like so much going on and just the littlest thing can trigger someone you know like we were talking about how who gets what equity for our new company Mm because we have like five partners six partners they're all women except for me I'm like (laughs) my nobody which is good like you know were all a lot of the stuff we do now is like 95% women-owned business stuff, type stuff. We're like very proud of that, even though I'm the guy here talking. Uh, <laughs> but there was a conflict, like, oh, I thought I was going to get more equity kind of thing. And you got like pretty heated. Um, for people that really love each other, business partners, we've been working together for years. And so that type of growth is like super important. I The one example, like I think I was listening to like Tim Ferriss And one of like the VC companies, maybe it was like, uh, I forget which one it was, but Mm -hmm. they, their culture is like, their entire culture is like, do like everything you can to disagree with me. That's like what I want. And, but in like normal, like business and like, or like a relationship, that's like not the culture, right? (laughs) Yeah. You've established that ahead of time. Like, oh, I really want your, like, not just feedback, but like, give it to me. Like, that's how we're going to get better. So that's, I think, like an extreme example, but working towards like that type of environment, even in the marriage, I can work on that type of stuff too, you know?
1: Yeah. So, cause it's like, you know, no matter what happens, um, let's just really be authentic and raw and transparent with each other, because I think that is what causes breakdowns, whether it's business partnerships, ending, um, divorces, you know, any type of, we're working together, and now we're not. Um, and I, you know, and and it really requires that clear, like you said, conscious communication and conscious connection. Because if you're not really prioritizing that, something so small can literally transform the entire working relationship. And I heard the story the other day with um, Shonda Rhimes, where um, she was with ABC, and then she reached out to ABC, and uh, ABC's owned by Disney, um, and she's like, hey, can I get some tickets for, like, my family to go to Disney World? I think it was, like, her sister, and it was, like, three or four tickets, like, a small amount. It wasn't like, oh, I want to rent the park out for myself for, you know, a week. It was a small amount, a very small ask, and I think they said either they said no, or they just took forever to get back to her, or didn't get back to her at all, and she left. She's like, okay, we're going to Netflix, and now Netflix has Shondaland right and so you know these being communicative and just being respectful and conscious of like I want to have a great relationship working or personal with this person and what does that look like you know and it's those small moments that are going to be the big decision makers of you know I'm pretty sure ABC lost built millions um probably even a billion dollars because of that these Everybody like
0: and their brother has seen inventing on it you know Including me. Yeah,
1: and you know, Bridgerton inventing Anna and there's Bridgerton too? Yeah, Shondaland is Bridgerton. So like that's her team there and I'm pretty sure there's more coming. So <laughs> yeah,
0: that's great. That's a good one. Good story.
1: Yeah, that's definitely amazing. And so now I wanna take a little shift. Um you told us one of your misadventures of like that experience, but has there been anything? um, else that has like really shook you in your entrepreneurial journey. It could be with this company or before, um, something that, you know, you didn't expect, right. When you decided to kind of step into the field of entrepreneurship, being a business owner, um, kind of leading on yourself, like, has there been anything that was like, Whoa, I need to figure this out. And I also need to share with everyone because I never, I never saw this coming.
0: Yeah. I mean, what comes to mind is like, um, for our business, for our current business Tribe folks there's been a few things like that are pretty crazy where you know you everyone's pretty much heard of this like a year maybe two years ago there was the vape crisis and uh, where like a few people smoked some vapes that had vitamin E in them which and like died oh and so then what happened was and those were people like in Illegal businesses, mm. you know, which I have no problem with. Legal businesses, by the way, but when <laughs> but they were when you make a vape like the, we make vapes with like pure cannabis oil. There's nothing else in it. It's like super pure. If you put these other things in it, like fillers or like things to water it down, basically, mm-hmm. it's easier to make and it's cheap and all this stuff. And if you put vitamin E, which vitamin E is like good for you to eat and stuff, to smoke very bad. Like people <laughs> really died. Not a, not a lot of people. Like not i feel bad for people like yeah three like people died and then so the whole vape industry like shut down
1: mm-hmm. like
0: um th- it was all over the news um the trump administration like passed these laws and stuff there's all these like crazy regulations now and for like a couple months six months even we're primarily a vape company like mm-hmm. that's like of our money shut down like and so
1: God we like, okay,
0: what are we gonna do you know what i mean <laughs> um and you know in cannabis especially the laws are constantly changing so there's been other things like that as well but that was probably like the biggest one and so we're like we've been working for like three years at this point and now we literally have no money no sales like you're not even like allowed to do anything so you know that it's crazy but there's a lot of people don't think of like these big risks to their business Mm -hmm. where you know it's good to plan you know you really have to think about that stuff um, for example, like I'm looking at properties in Brooklyn to do this manufacturing business to make products for next year. And like the, my two favorite properties are in flood zones. And like, oh. I'm looking at the flood maps and I'm like, shit, like during Sandy, these areas were underwater wow. and we're going to have like millions of dollars in equipment. And so if that gets flooded. Like I'm screwed. <laughs> like <laughs> We're going to lose like everything, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so I probably obviously shouldn't move into those places. But I didn't, we're like, I was almost ready to sign a lease. And then someone was like, yo, do you know about like flooding and Red Hook? And I was like, oh, that's probably <laughs> something to think about. So yeah, I think it's just these like unexpected risks that probably every business, not necessarily encounters, but like definitely could encounter. They think it's like, it would never happen to me, but guess what? Like something's probably coming, you know? So we're trying to, every year, you know, you get a little bit smarter and you do the best you can um and so that's kind of like i guess preparing for risks and trying to manage that type of thing
1: yeah and risk management especially as an entrepreneur is crazy because you think you you, you know you did all your due diligence you feel like you did all your homework and like you said now this guy pops out is like hey what happens when it rains a lot and you're just like oh, oh. You're right. <laughs> and I and I was actually in Brooklyn um yesterday by by the Navy Yard. And I and I like little these little things will make you notice. Um I saw this little gate around um some plants and it was just like rain, um, rain drain or something like that, water drainage. I was like, why would they need that? And I was like, oh that makes sense you know little things like that make a big difference and so just being mindful of what you're doing and not just the stuff that you can see face value but what else could happen right right now it's sunny it's great it looks looks amazing lots of sunlight but what happens literally when it rains what happens when it's snowy what you know is this Place accessible? Can we still build and continue to grow our business? Like you said, this we're risking. We're putting on the line millions of dollars worth of equipment, staff, um, the facility itself, and we don't know what industries are are, are changing. So you know, there's a lot um, of things that happen in our world. You know, even just now, COVID pandemic. Everyone, oh, yeah. you're home. That's it. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like everything is shut down. The vaping epidemic. Everything is shut down. And I know there was also like um, a series of campaigns where um, there was like, what is it? Um, truth.org or some organization like that where just like you know like there's like a campaign about like bury the vape i just saw like the were like burying the vape and so i'm pretty sure that definitely impacted the industry as well um i so, know it was, that campaign was targeted more so towards like teenagers and young adults um that
0: yeah.
1: were yeah and you know sure. like you said was, using machines that problems. were not healthy yeah go ahead
0: so, nicotine like nicotine vapes are uh-huh. very different than, than cannabis vapes like good ones but they kind of group a lot of people group them together. Like it's the same type of thing. It's not, it's completely different. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's a side note, but that's like where a lot of this stuff comes from. Um, you could, and you know, any, you, any business could get grouped kind of in with somebody else almost, even though you're like the good guy.
1: Yeah. And I think that also happens. And, um, you know, you mentioned like direct sales, um, multi-level marketing, right. There's a lot of bad guys and there's also very good companies in there that you have to be able to, um, and I, and I see, it seems like you're like a challenge in, in industries, you know, real estate, good guys, bad guys, you know, and it's so easy to get grouped up, grouped along with the bad stuff. And so like oh, you said,
0: the real estate stories, I don't if we have the time to get it. Yeah, in. we
1: have time. I would love another story about some real estate stuff. Yes, please go ahead.
0: <laughs> uh, there's another scam story, but like, it's important. <laughs> I so I was doing real estate for a few years, kind of in between and like overlapping with this business. Um. Um, you know, I don't know the the moral of this story, right? It's just like, you gotta just wash out for the red flags, I guess. And like the partners, it's just really, you know, important when, especially new people that you don't know. So when we put together, a little team, it was like two friends of mine and this other guy we met. And we had this amazing business plan where we were gonna buy all of these properties from banks where they're like foreclosures basically mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's very hard to buy foreclosures directly from banks like they don't want to talk to you unless you're like a huge head fund if you're like a little guy but <laughs> it's like inside things we're gonna buy like 50 houses at a time and make all this money basically because <laughs> um, we were gonna get them at like 20 cents on the dollar like super cheap mm-hmm. and so anyway in the end like this guy ends up being like pretty scammy and like just dropped the ball with all those relationships so we lost like, out on all these properties we were going to buy and then he also like looped us into this big deal on wall street it was like a 500 million dollar like building Whoa. that we were like helping sell and he somehow like scammed his way into like like paperwork and stuff that showed it was like happening but it wasn't really happening and so basically in the end like it wasted like almost a year of me one of my best two of my good friends that are really smart guys and you know it put us back again financially because we could have been doing other stuff yeah and you know i think like what i learned from that is um even when things are like so there it's like you just the vetting process and all this stuff it's just gonna be so thorough uh, but yeah but again, we learned a lot and in, in the process. So
1: Yeah. And you know, no matter, you know, we, we always try to look at it as like the positive sign, like we learned a lot because otherwise it will some stuff that has happened will make you think like, is this even right? Like is this am I even going down the right path? Is it is it worth it? Right. It questions like, is it worth it, you know, I could just not have all this stress and I'm choosing this life of not struggle, but this this challenging path where it's like, there's so many stakes, so many risks. Um, but I think when, once you have the entrepreneurial calling, it just, you, you figure out a way to get back out there. And so I'll start, um, you know, we're coming to the end of our conversation, but I want to ask, you know, how do you manage, you know, your mental health while all of these experiences are happening? Like, how do you stay, um, well, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, because, you know, it does take a toll. Even, even if you figure it all out, you, you, we're all humans we have our emotions we have our feelings our thoughts that go into it when you're experiencing um you know these high highs or these low lows so how do you balance that manage that not balance manage yeah.
0: that a lot of stuff i think um i like coaches right so i think that's great like mm-hmm. i and coaches and or like people you follow even whatever they kind of like force you to do things almost so okay. for example like i have a personal trainer and we just book them like every week. So like, I can't miss the work. I already paid for it kind of thing, <laughs> you know, but that helps. Right. Um, uh, like I have my meditation kind of app, like it's the Sam Harris thing. It's called like waking up. I paid for like the annual subscription. So, you know, it was like 500 bucks. So I use that a little bit. Um, you know, I, my family's big in nutrition and stuff. So that all that stuff helps. Um, but you know, I, as a parent, and you can relate to this, sleep and energy is like such a problem. Yeah. But along the same lines, like what's been helping me is going to the doctor, like going to the sleep doctor, going to the nose guy for snoring. Like <laughs> I've been going to the doctor a lot, different guys. And, or like coaches or people that are could help. And you just improve, you know, you could also do stuff on your, you know, research stuff on your own, whether it's any topic, productivity, energy management, sleep, creativity, whatever. Um, so, you know, I am a pretty happy, very lucky guy, but, you know, the sleep and the energy, it's really takes a toll on you. And like you could be, when you're on low sleep, you're in a little bit of a bad mood. You're not as good with like the family. You're like not as nice to people, even though like I'm a little <laughs> guy right and so that's you know a lot of people have like a lot of other stuff they're dealing with I don't want to like underplay it but every day is a a challenge like today at one point I was grumpy because I was like tired and so I think the best things like to do right are get advice get help like and it makes like little progress um and there's so many good resources you know Mm -hmm my friend who's like an amazing coach, like is doing some free coaching for like his certification. Um, and I signed up for like three sessions with him for like some business coaching or whatever. Um, so, you know, there's kind of like there's those key areas of like business knowledge, like energy management, nutrition. My uncle's amazing. He's, he's very famous. His name's Dr. Furman. Um, mm-hmm. So people can like look him up. Um all these different any, any topic right but there's there's these areas where like it really could affect you mindfulness right is a big area meditation is a big area um you know and finance right doing mm-hmm. when you have more money I don't get help right <laughs> all that stuff is is super important and so I just try to get a little bit better like you know back to the James Altucher stuff when we first met you know I do think about that type of stuff a lot like get one percent better every day and try to improve and you know I have you know we we hired a weekend nanny you know
1: my wife was
0: worried about me because I had low energy I was taking two hour naps you know I was like just couldn't even do anything at a certain point and so you got to just figure it out um, those issues because a little bit more sleep or a little bit of better nutrition could like make you all this money in your business by like just being showing up better. Yeah, you know?
1: absolutely. And I, you know, I I used to dismiss the positive effects of rest. Now I'm like, my body doesn't even allow me to push too hard to stay up. Like I will fall asleep anywhere. Like my body's just like, Hey, um, we're good. tired now. We need a nap. Like I've legit fallen asleep at parties at dinner <laughs>
0: Yeah, I can't, I can't do it. So I take, you know, my nice edibles that we make now and it knocks me out the right time.
1: Yeah. I, I have literally just like kind of leap back at like the dinner table and I'm just like, wake me up when the food's here. This is what I want. Just, I need a nap. Like I have to take a nap and my friends make fun of me. They're like, you're a grandma. I'm like, it's okay. I'm gonna take this nap. And then when my food gets here, I'll eat and then I'll be energized and then we can go hang out and do it. But I have to take a nap. Um, so you know thank you so much for sharing your stories your adventures your misadventures um, and before you head out you know what type of advice would you want to share with the listeners right you know there are uh, people listening are entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs or working in corporate um but you know what advice do you have for folks that may want to take the entrepreneurial path or just want to switch it up or maybe entrepreneurial at their organization that they're working at
0: yeah you know, one, a couple things come to mind, but, like, one thing is, you might have heard of um, um, Tiago, who does who Building a Second Brain. Is He has, like, an online, one of the biggest, most successful online courses. It's, like, a mm-hmm. uh, cohort, I guess it's called. It's, like, a live kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But that whole f- topic of knowledge management and, like, organizing your productivity, it's really amazing if you can kind of get that right. Um, if you could kind of organize your life and work um, in a way where like, just your note-taking, your projects, like just getting stuff out of your head into like your tasks. And I found that to be like a super great resource. It's expensive, but you know, really good as a topic. Um, so that would definitely be like something I would check out for people. And then just generally, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, you gotta like pick a couple things to like go deep into. Um, and they're pretty obvious, like what's gonna make you money, right? And like one area, what my wife has done is like, we've hired all these agencies, like marketing agencies, like SEO agencies. Mm-hmm. She ended up like, kind of teaching herself a lot of stuff and became really good at SEO and like the most competitive but like probably the best place on the planet to like compete is Google, right? <laughs> you could get to like page one or page two, even page three, you could like do really well with whatever you're doing. And so she invested heavily in herself on that and like is now crushing it. Like if you Google weed carts, we don't even sell like weed necessarily yet. <laughs> We're page one, I think.
1: Nice.
0: Company, right. Like maybe number six or seven. So that took years of her working on that stuff. But, um, so that's like there's these areas I think to invest in like your knowledge um, or your experience. Like I'm, I'm pretty good at wholesale and distribution. And like if you want to get a product into stores or you want to get a product into Europe, you know, like I've done a lot of cool stuff like that. And I like worked hard. I know what to do with Spain customs. Oh. I know what to get products into Brazil. Like you know, and I just spent a lot of time on that. I think it was like interesting and there's like money to be made. So I think the advice is like just You know, maybe people are already doing something or maybe they're thinking about something, but they got to pick some areas where it might take a while, six months, a year to like do the work of like either learn and practice and try things. But that's like, you got to kind of go for some things. And a lot of companies just are like a little too general or they're doing what everyone else is doing. You got to say, okay, well, let's pick something. You know, you're probably gonna pick the wrong thing, but like, (laughs) let's like PR and like, you know let's try to get good at it. And like we did that, we were like, okay, like let's look at where people writing about this topic. Okay, like who wrote it? Like, how did they, how did the company get promoted on that website? They, and I can just reach out to all those people. So you just kind of like go down these like holes of like figuring it out. And that's like, I think the entrepreneurial road basically is like going down these holes of like topics and areas.
1: Yeah, and just like developing your skill set and just not I-, I wouldn't say becoming all just becoming well-versed in whatever topic that you want to pursue and just recognizing that it's going to take time, like you said, six months, a year, and it can even take longer. So taking the time to make a commitment and then researching and learning as much as you can and truly investing in yourself inside of that topic. Um, thank you so much for being here with us, Greg. Um, for folks that are listening or watching, you'll be able to find some information down below um, in the description, as well as in the show notes um, of how to reach Greg on social media, as well as um, the link to Tribe Talks, you know, definitely get your and cbd from them and then as they open up their um is it gonna it's a dispensary I'm, I'm gonna use the right word dispense factory dispensary yeah, what
0: so is it? like in 2023 we're gonna be selling two dispensaries so if you're in new york you go to yes we'll see tribe folks on the shelf i promise you
1: yes let's go let's make it happen and thank you so much and we'll catch you all in another episode of doing the most the misadventures of entrepreneurship thank you
0: Have a